0: We take you now to Kermit the Frog at the scene of another fast-breaking news story.
1: Hi-ho, this is Kermit the Frog speaking to you from the scene of the
2: accident. Welcome to Touchpoint
3: And those were the vocal stylings of our good friend and colleague, Michael Vensky. And we want to give him a special thanks for all the introductions he's contributed to our show. You can learn more about him at michaelvensky.com. This is Chris Boyer for episode 58, and we're doing a little different take. In that, I am not joined live by my co-host, Reed Smith. Instead, Reed is busy down there in Austin, Texas, submitting great audio reports from the floors of South by Southwest. As many of you may know, Reed has been involved with South by Southwest coming on 10 years now, and he was one of the team of people who to actually launch the South by Southwest health track way back in 2010. It first started as an end conference and is now involved into being something much bigger. So in this episode, we're going to hear a series of interviews that he's recorded to help you, the listener, and let's face it, me, the co-host, experience South by Southwest from afar. You know, South by Southwest is known to attract the most innovative technology companies, much like our sponsor, Loyal Health. Loyal's AI-driven platform provides health systems with the tools needed to amplify patient feedback and guide patients through their digital journey. With its multidisciplined team of engineers, marketers, and data scientists, Loyal partners with the nation's leading health systems to provide patient loyalty through a smarter digital patient experience. To learn more about them, visit them online at LoyalHealth.com. Make sure you schedule a demo and be sure to let them know that we sent you. Again, that's LoyalHealth.com. So Reed has not only been the attendee to the South by Southwest Conference, after all, it's right there in his own backyard in Austin, Texas, but he's really been involved at a critical level in helping to build out that health track. Along with the event organizers, Reed spends much of his time helping to organize the event, plan out sessions. He even acts as a panel judge. In this first clip, Reed is interviewing Hugh Forrest, who is the chief programming officer at South by Southwest.
4: I'm visiting with Hugh Forrest, who's the chief programming officer for South by Southwest, and I guess, what was it, 90? 97, what was the first year of Interactive?
5: First year of Interactive was 1994, 94. although at that point okay. it was called Multimedia.
4: Yeah, um, the A couple name, of rooms down at the end of a hall pretty yeah, much, right? I exactly. Mean, I see a lot of the same people every year, but yet I'm continuing to, to see and talk to people that this is their first time. I, what's Do you know offhand kind of the breakdown of, of first-timers? Do you all track that at all? We do or, track or that...
5: And it's about 50% are really? first-timers. So there's, wow. there's, we would certainly like to see more people coming back Sure. Uh, year after year. I think it would make it easier to sell badges that way. But there is a lot of turnover. And, and some of that is if companies are paying for someone's trip here, often the company policy is they can go once every two years, that sure, type thing. Sure. I, I do think one of the cool things about how much turnover there is is there's always lots of new people here who... Yeah you know, are seeing things in new ways, excited about what South by Southwest is, and it doesn't, it's not just the same people, all the same people year after year after year.
4: Yeah, I think that's important, And and I know you guys, you guys have done this before, and I know some of this stuff is the 11th hour kind of programming, but Elon Musk did the presentation, I guess that was yesterday, and it was announced maybe the night before or something like that, and so it's neat, it's one of the only conferences I've ever seen that... You know, it's fluid even up through the conference at times. And you guys are even willing to, um, you know, if there's a huge turnout for a session, do an encore presentation, if you will. You know, if somebody packed a room and people felt like they couldn't get in, you know, run it again a few days later. So I think that's that's a neat opportunity.
5: Uh, The Elon Musk thing, I'm not even sure 11th hour describes that. That was about (laughs) 11th. And 59, yeah. 11th hour, 59th minute. We've never really done anything that last minute, but That's it all crazy. came together and came together really well. And obviously Elon is a huge, huge hero to so many of our attendees. So it certainly made sense.
4: Yeah.
5: Uh, we, we as you mentioned, we've added more of these encore sessions for 2018. It was something we started last year. That's when a session is really, really crowded. And probably more than a hundred people can't get in. We try to do another session, a repeat session for those people to get in. Yeah. That's made it the experience a lot better for a lot more people. I mean, one of the reasons that we work so hard on South by Southwest year round is so that we can have freed up a little bit of time to deal with these last minute yeah. uh, challenges on site. Um, and, and, you know, from experience for doing this several years we know that there are going to be a lot of last minute challenges often in a good way like the Elon Musk thing often when you know if there's a storm on the east coast and someone's flight get can't gets canceled how do we put in another speaker that type of thing so yeah. you know it, it is a fluid beast it is never quite turns out the way you think it will Yeah. but hopefully it generally turns out to be a Good experience oh, for our attendees.
4: Yeah it's always a highlight for sure but I know for me and, and many others that attend and so health has been in some way form or factor I guess officially uh, not that it wasn't always part of the conference but as far as a kind of a called out track if you will since 2011 I believe if my dates are right. Are you seeing some merging between what used to be very defined tracks because now I'm seeing healthcare and in, in, in social impact, and I'm okay. seeing healthcare or the AI stuff. You know, obviously, kind of pulls a lot of different things together. I judged the innovation awards yesterday, and I had to keep looking like, "Wait, what, am I, is this health, or am I looking at AI, or what?" And it's not real. It's not a clean line. Does yeah. that make it harder for programming or easier? Well, or? I think that
5: what you see with health in terms of how you phrase it, not a clean line, is um, reflective of a lot of different topics at South by Southwest, where, you know, we have a track called Social Impact, which is about community doing good with tech, but we certainly see a lot of social impact type stuff in various other tracks and sessions. I was talking about this with a lot of health people yesterday, and um, from a marketing and branding standpoint, I think there's a lot of value to having a track that is health, just so people can see health there. Right. Wow, okay, and I can convince my boss to go because it says health. But from a real world boots on the ground thing, often the most important thing we can do for healthcare professionals coming to South by Southwest is encourage them not to go to the health panels, but right. go to the panels on startups, go to the panels on yeah. artificial intelligence, go to yeah. the panels on government, go to the panels on food, go to the panels on sports, all of which are. Just Discussing health-related matters and will allow you to see your craft, your profession, your yeah. expertise in
4: a slightly different way. I still talk to a lot of folks, obviously, that have gone to industry conferences right. in, in healthcare, even hospitals more specifically. And why would I come? What is it? What's going on? And that's a lot of what I talk about. Like I, you know, I went and saw a panel of advanced analytics and sports. Has nothing to do with healthcare, but it was interesting to see how they're using analytics and predictive data and modeling right. and things like that and so then you start thinking well how does that relate and so that's one of the biggest selling points for me for, yeah. for south by southwest I think, although i'll say that folks. you know
5: that is hard to describe
4: until you've been here and realize it um,
5: wow it does make sense for me to go to a health set <laughs> i mean a, a sports session because they're using data and analytics for sports, but I can see how that would translate into right. to health or it's into just a patient
4: care setting absolutely. or something like that. Have you heard anything in, I'm starting to notice more physicians attending South by Southwest than maybe what I was calling the first couple of years of health, 2010, 11, 12, and that it Grange. Are you seeing more panels on, on medicine versus health? Does that make sense? I mean, is that, a, is that a thing? I mean, am I just imagining that there are more
5: doctors yeah. here or <laughs> I, I don't... I think it makes sense that there are more doctors here simply because it takes a while for the word to get out and spread to the community that there is value for doctors to be here. So yeah. the more we do health-related programming, the more health-related programming we do, the more that word gets out. In terms of sessions that are you know, more medical-focused, I think we have a mix of those within the health track. One of my talking points for the last 12 months has been that two of our biggest speakers in 2017 were health-related. That would be former Vice President Joseph Biden talking about the cancer moonshot and his involvement with that, and also uh, Jennifer Doudna talking about CRISPR. She's the, one of the co-founders of CRISPR, which, as we, as your uh, yeah. listenership probably knows, is this you know revolutionary. Exciting, very scary way to manipulate genes, in much <laughs> the same way we can manipulate programming in and code, and right? And, and has a lot of great potential and a lot of scary possibilities for the future.
4: Yeah, that is very interesting. It's almost for, like you don't—you yeah. don't want to ask the question because you don't want to know the answer. Yeah. Kind of a deal. For
5: 2018, don't have a Biden talking about cancer moonshot. Uh, we do have his wife. Dr. Jill Biden, judging one of the cancer pitch sessions and another of our big fe- featured speakers this year was, um, I think he's already spoken, Bernard Tyson, who is the CEO of Kaiser Permanente. So again, um, you know, this is reflective that the health track, the health programming, the, the interest in this stuff is beginning to pick up more and more momentum, getting in more and more top name speakers, and that is very similar to how most things at South by Southwest happen, where it, it's a slow build, a slow grow, but we find that that kind of slow growth uh, creates a more um, stable community long term.
4: Yeah. Well, finally, one last question, what, uh, where do you, you see any big changes going forward? I mean, is this, this formula seems to work pretty well, but what's the, what's the prediction for the next couple of years? If, well, if people come in 2020, what can they expect?
5: It's hard to say how VR might evolve in the next mm-hmm. couple of years and you might be able to experience events like South by Southwest, other big conferences, hymns, that type of thing how you might be able to experience that from a virtual standpoint in the future. That said, I mean, one of the values of South by Southwest or any other conference is face-to-face meetings. As much technology as we continue to, to build, um, I don't think anything's quite replicated a face-to-face meeting. More specifically to Austin, we're certainly seeing more hotels uh, built in the downtown space. We had Fairmont just open. that's uh, created a lot more room for content, we've got some other hotels that will come online in the next one or two years, so that will make the experience I think even richer and more intense for attendees, they have more options to stay downtown, we'll have more options for programming, um, that is a, only a short walk from one venue to another, So. Hopefully we can continue building on this momentum and, and I will in closing say so much of that momentum comes from the community. We're community-focused events, or community-focused event, and to that end a reminder that we start accepting speaking ideas for the 2019 event uh, in late June um, 2018. That process goes from late June to mid July. You can see more about that at panelpicker.sxsw.com about. That's panelpicker.sxsw.com
4: about. That's awesome. I mean, we're almost here for for next year. I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little bit of sleep to be had between now and then. Yeah, yeah. But uh, everybody always asks me that. And so be watching for links. I'll try to promote it as well. Um, You know, if you've got great ideas, I don't want you to to miss the opportunity. So just try to keep in mind midsummer. Man, thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you. Great to be on the show.
3: Hey, we want to take a moment to thank one of our sponsors, and that's our good friends at Binary Fountain. You know, as a healthcare marketer, it's probably pretty obvious these days how much time you're
4: spending uh, on reviews, ratings, relative to hospitals, physicians, all that kind of good stuff. You know, too many of those are going unanswered, and they're certainly not being
3: analyzed. This could be costing us new and current customers. It could be impacting our patient experience scores and potentially impacting our revenue. Luckily, our good friends at Binary Fountain have an online reputation management platform called Binary Health Analytics. If you'd like to learn more or even schedule a demo, visit them online at BinaryFountain.com. That's BinaryFountain.com. As you can tell from the audio, that seems to be a really interesting conference. I always keep threatening Reed that I'm going to come down there, crash on his couch for the week, and spend some time at South by Southwest. I have to do it soon. I found a great article on the South by Southwest website that actually showed some interesting programming. And I thought it might be interesting to actually read through these trends and think about how possibly the things that are happening at South by Southwest can start to intersect with healthcare. So the first topic is around convergence. Convergence being everywhere. South by Southwest continues to bring people in from different industries and disciplines together. And much like he was saying, the benefit of this is to link those people together, converge different industries, different ideas together, blurring the lines between businesses and industries. A second major topic that's kind of stemmed out of South by Southwest is around virtual reality. VR isn't just a passing fad or a niche technology. It really has matured into a potential tool in the arts, medicine, business, and entertainment. Many companies are really starting to embrace this virtual reality space. And I'm sure Reed's going to come back with a lot of great anecdotes of some of the VR stuff that he's seen while at South by Southwest. Blockchain continues to be a big topic too, and how to develop a distributed secure network in which cryptocurrencies and other data can pass. And this is really going to have a significant impact, particularly in healthcare. Another theme that's rising out of South by Southwest this year is hacking health and our bodies, data from devices, and as well as deeper understanding of our genomes. Technologies are using this newfound data to build ways that we can address particular conditions and personalized care. One big trend that Reid has started to notice, and you'll hear it in the next couple of interviews, is that startups are starting to combine very closely with major large corporations. And what South by Southwest is potentially driving is this trend of where larger corporations are partnering in, in usual ways with smaller startups to actually address new challenges. So the big four are there, Amazon, Apple, Google, Facebook, but there's a number of smaller industries that are being part of the innovation ecosystem. Not surprisingly, AI is a big topic of discussion. Data is in today's DNA and and organizations are increasingly living in a sensor-rich environment where artificial intelligence impact is starting to become omnipresent. Things like Google Home and Amazon Alexa and all the virtual assistant devices that are out there is just a bellwether for some of the changes that are occurring. As AI is woven more tightly into the fabric of everybody's lives and in our business, South by Southwest is highlighting some ways it is being applied across all of the different industries that are being represented. South by Southwest is starting to see a lot of discussion around ethical design, social media, smartphone use, all of the potential impacts it has on our lives and our well-beings, both positively and negatively, is being a big part of future human-centered design. And the technology companies are spending a lot of time uh, talking about that in this year's conference. But let's face it, a good conference is about the people that you see and who you network with. And in the next series of interviews, Reed catches up with colleagues that have been with him since the onset around the development of the South by Southwest health tracks. All right,
4: Craig Matthews, W2O. There's only a few of us, I guess, at this point that can say we've been here since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Not the beginning of South by, or not even the beginning of South by Interactive necessarily, but the beginning of South by our health, yeah. quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, at South by. 2010 was the unconference. That's right. Over at THA, 2011 started us down this track, and we've seen that that kind of evolution. But, you know, we, we, we were just chatting, and you mentioned something that I think everybody's heard at least a little bit is that, is this still the place to be?
2: It's interesting because this is my 10th South by Southwest. and. The one that was the most meaningful to me is the one you just referenced, you know, when we did the unconference in 2010. My future boss was in the audience Mm -hmm. and invited me out to dinner, and two months later I moved to Austin and I've been working with him ever since at W2O Group, that's Bob Pearson. The thing that's really interesting is that there has been a lot of buzz about things that are over, uh, that are South by Southwest related, Mm -hmm. and to me, honestly, I see more excitement about this conference uh-huh. than I've seen in at least a few years. The vibe is fantastic. I feel like there are new people. I've talked to so many people that this is their first South by Southwest, which I think is a great sign.
3: That's interesting, um,
2: yeah. Because it's still attracting people, you know, and everybody who comes is tells is saying, I've always wanted to come here, and now I'm finally here, and it's so exciting. Yeah, And I think that's a really good thing. It's, it's really interesting, too, that I've heard a lot about Twitter being dead, too. Twitter, you know, got its sort of, it really got its start here in 2007 at South by yeah, Southwest, right? Yeah, and uh, the the cool thing is I see Twitter being totally revitalized here too. I actually just even went to a panel uh, of people who were talking about the fact that Twitter had really helped them to create their communities and their platforms. Oh,
4: wow, that's interesting. In a way
2: that was super powerful. And so, I don't know, it's just been kind of a reassurance for me that these sort of institutions that are associated with South by Southwest and the conference itself yeah. are still so vital. Yeah,
4: one thing that i have noticed i feel like those initial years 2010 during the unconference of course but even 2011 2012 there were more hospitals than Mm. there are now and not as many physicians now i feel like there's a lot more physicians or at least i'm running into a lot of Mm -hmm. physicians it seems like and not a lot of hospitals but yet you see big brands here and so I don't know what the disconnect there is, or how, or why, or even if that should be solved, so to speak. But you're talking about people being here for the yeah. first time. I don't know. Is it has it evolved at all? You know, ironically,
2: one of the people that um, that told me that was a woman who Hello. works for a hospital. <laughs> well, there you go. And the, but the kind of cool thing is. She was not from the hospital marketing department. She was from mm-hmm. a government relations and policy team. Oh, wow. And to me, really? that's a that also is a good sign. That's a really that good sign. we're going beyond sort of what marketing and interactive, you know, back in the day it was, gee, how do I get my brand on social media? But now, you know, we heard from uh, a panel I went to yesterday, uh, uh, one of the doctors from the American Hospital Association talking about Incredible ethnographic research they're doing on health disparity, and that
4: is way beyond a typical, you know, marketing
2: interactive.
0: Right,
4: right. Uh, well, maybe that's what it was because Brian and I were talking a lot about how those initial years it felt like this was a social media conference, mm-hmm. right. And now that's changed. You can just look at even the health agenda and see how many of them have the word AI in the title, right? Yep. And so maybe that's some of it. Whereas we're seeing hospitals have innovation departments and things like that. Those are the people that are coming, Mm -hmm. not the person that's the social media manager because those people kind of, die off to some degree from a role and responsibility standpoint. So it's
2: interesting that you make that point because I think I do feel like social media isn't a thing that we talk about here very much anymore uh, simply because it's become a normal part of doing business, right? I mean, the Twitter back channel is still strong. Instagram is fantastic. Like, there are great connections being made, I can guarantee you, in every one of these sessions. Yeah. And uh, I think South by Southwest does a good job of facilitating that with, you know, who's in the room, who's favorite at this event. It helps yeah. people to facilitate yeah. those connections, but it's not something we have to talk about anymore. We can go beyond that and talk about the really cool and interesting stuff like artificial intelligence, as you're yeah. saying, like, you know, uh, genetic mapping and uh, its mm-hmm. role in the future of health. So,
4: yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was in a session yesterday on uh, some of the connecting cancer stuff, and, you know, they're talking about you know, talking about getting your genome and this, that, and the other. And it's like, you know, I don't know that we would have talked about that several years ago because you couldn't do that. Great stuff. Glad yeah.
2: to be here. Hope we'll have 10
4: more years. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, all right. I'm here with Dr. Brian from South by Southwest connoisseur. You and I have been here since uh, what would, I guess, be the beginning of health which is now health and wellness. It was health and med tech, I guess, at one point. Right. Or something to that effect. How has it changed for you over the years? Because I guess it's been, what was it, 2010, 2011, something like that was the first year. So we're easing in on a decade here pretty quick. So.
0: Yeah, I know there's been a lot of change. Probably the elephant in the room is uh, obviously healthcare. Uh, If we go back to 2011. So when was the first, when was that first track at The the unofficial. Tha the unofficial. 2010 and then. Officially at South by was 2011. So that's been the big change, and I remember back when we had that first unofficial track at the Texas Hospital Association. I think there were a couple of health sessions going on, and they were packed, and that kind of drew the attention of the South by Southwest leadership. And I guess since 2011, it's been remarkable to see the volume of and quality of. health programming going on. So that's probably been the biggest thing.
4: Is it fair to say that we're seeing more, I don't know if innovation is really the right word, but the startups, you know, are migrating into the health space where maybe they weren't a few years ago. We kind of go through these iterations, right? So it was yeah. just health programming, then then wearables became a huge thing. Right. Uh, so everybody had to be about, it about Five years ago, five yeah. years ago, wearables. And so this year there's, you know,
0: AI is on a lot of titles. Yeah. Yeah, we have these cycles for sure. And You're absolutely right. Wearables, I remember, hit it big about four or five years ago.
4: Nike launched the Fuel Band. Right,
0: the Fuel Uh, Band, and there was was others as well. And then, uh, you're absolutely right, things have evolved such that there's a huge amount of interest in fueling startups and using these kinds of meetings as places for pitch competitions and Mm. getting Mm -hmm. people jump-started it remarkable to see just over the past 3 years uh, the number of startups that are at south by southwest in healthcare we also had an exhibit floor last year just for health I don't know if you remember that yes yeah we've had that and now with the innovation
4: awards we're seeing healthcare involved in that it's amazing to me i guess the amount of people that are coming from outside the us especially on the innovation side people that right. created things for technology for healthcare
0: another change that's happened kind of since 2010 is the fact that there's a much stronger corporate presence of South by Southwest. Yeah. Uh, In fact, if you look at me right now, I'm wearing jeans and a T-shirt. I guess in 2010, 2011, this was the standard dress. But if you stand in line, you'll see most people with college, at least college shirts on. Things are a little more buttoned down than they used to be, I think.
4: You see more people in suits, that's for sure. I'm seeing less hospitals, though, than Yeah. than some of those initial years, and I right. don't know why that is exactly, other than, I don't know, it's hard to sell the leadership that you're going to South by, maybe. Travel dollars are restricted for hospitals.
0: Well, know. there has to be programming that makes it worth it. And, you know, South by Southwest is kind of a funny meeting because it kind of brings together a lot of high-level thinkers. It, it's not a place to come to learn social media and that sort of thing. Where well, early on, that's what it was. Yeah, right? it was, it was, it was right. very social right. media right. heavy because
4: this, this was where
0: Twitter launched and this right. was
4: where Foursquare. Foursquare and then yeah, there were other ones that no one's heard of that were going to be the next greatest
0: thing. Highlight. They highlight. Yeah, Highlight. Highlight is a big What's the, one with the, the uh, kangaroo? What was that? No, uh, Go Walla? Go Yeah, Go Walla.
4: Yeah. They so got my, bought by uh, Facebook. But it's funny to see how stuff turns over that quickly.
0: Yeah, no kidding. You know, from one year to the next. For better or for worse, right? Some yeah. of those companies go big. Yeah. A lot of them go bust. It's Yeah. It will be interesting to go back with some of those T-shirts and see.
4: Yeah, so I haven't made it to the trade show floor yet this year, but I'll be interested to see, you know, I know, again, in those early days, we had a lot of stuff here from Aetna.
6: Yeah.
0: I
4: remember, we had lounges and we had events and things like that.
7: So I'd love to see more
4: hospitals get back in the mix. I, I have seen more physicians the last couple of years, maybe, than the first yeah. few years, it seems like.
0: Unfortunately, we don't know who they are so we're all at the meeting but there's no place for us to get together which is a huge shortcoming i think for us that is interesting that is a uh, big opportunity speaking of the exhibit floor so i was just down there it looks like it looks like damn epcot yeah there are more countries represented brazil and yeah uh than there yeah, are tech companies so it i had to is. really navigate through germany and uh-huh. the uk <laughs> to get to some of these uh-huh. uh, small small companies but i always say the exhibit floor is a great place to see what's going on you can get your finger on the pulse of what's happening and yeah. uh, make some great connections as well. In yeah. addition to great t-shirts. Great t-shirts,
4: great giveaways. But it is, you're right, it's a good litmus test for you know, where the focus is, I guess. You, you've got the standard ones that are there every year. Right? You have to kind of overall take a, a, a measure of what areas are bigger, smaller. There's more VR, AR, people wearing goggles. Yep, a lot of VR down there. Things like that. So we so. saw some of that last year. but For uh, spending a couple of minutes. Back with another interview. Joe Doyle, In Touch Solutions. One of the original South by Health people. Yes. And we're actually at the, what is this thing called? Health, Health Spark, Spark 2018, right? yes. Health Spark 2018. It's a pitch competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, do people yeah. get things done at these pitch competitions? These, these Cause, accelerators? Yeah, because they're yeah. all over. We've got South by Accelerate, the Innovation yeah. Awards. We've got this. Yeah. It seems like each year there's there's
1: more of this. Is that? I think it's an exciting aspect of South by because we all get to see what what could possibly be coming and what these people are doing. As a pharma and medical device marketer, like it doesn't really matter too much to me. But I'm excited to see innovations that people are that are coming through. Uh, And some of them have been pretty relevant too, like the one that we just saw about connecting pre-emergency data for uh, first responders with hospitals. I didn't even know that this data existed. I didn't even know that they're not being shared.
4: And it opens up possibilities
1: in my mind of, of other ways in which Uh, Even pharma companies could utilize that data in the future. So
4: this is cool, though. So this is uh, you know day long worth of programming, lots of different people, lots of really uh, cool people involved. Yeah. uh, Both from the brand side and from the I guess I don't know clinical side, for lack of a better word, as far as you know innovation and things like that. But I don't know what what else are you seeing at at South by? Does anything seem different this year to you? There's a lot of leaders like we're just seeing in
1: here. These uh, global. Corporate innovation teams seem to be here, Phillips, yeah. Bayer, yeah. Um, and they, they tend to have a, a nice force. Um, I think I've also seen a lot of trends in um, ownership of data, and, mm. and I think the rallying cry that I've seen this year is being able to provide people back with their data in an actionable way, so getting to that point where people can actually understand what it is they're getting if yeah. we do own it. Those are kind of been a couple of the trends
4: that I've been seeing. Not just getting the data back, but then like, what do you, like, is that good? Or like, what do they do with it? Or how do they interpret it? Uh, And some of those kind of things. I think you and I were even chatting about that yesterday a little bit is, it's fine to have it, but then what? Yeah, You know, what are you gonna do with it? And there was one
1: session that talked particularly about that and just letting people know, that here is your data but that also giving them the advice and guidance on, on how on what they could do with it afterwards i believe there's a, a study right now at stanford where they're where they're doing that for people they're giving them back their healthcare data but also with some analysis that they can do something with because joe public you and i don't
4: understand what the heck to do with it <laughs> right 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 it's like oh neat yeah a, a thumb drive or a stack of paper or whatever so, uh, it is you know, yeah. and now what?
1: And the you categorizations know. don't make any sense to you and I. You no. know the words that they use don't don't mean anything. Moderate, like well what is that?
4: You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, is everybody at least moderate because legally we can't say right. you know, anything lower than that? <laughs> well that would be nice to know versus like I'm middle high on this mm-hmm. spectrum or whatever. So you know people want to connect with you, I'll be sure to put that in the show notes. Yeah. but, but uh just another exciting
1: South pie, right? I mean yeah. I come here always with with great great intentions in mind. Everything it's either, you know, I'm getting validated on the things that I'm doing or I'm hearing hearing something new and it's just yeah. it's always just inspiring. It's, it's very great. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Thanks, man. Yep. Thank you, Reed.
4: Hey, Chris, before we go too much further, jump into this next segment of the podcast. I did want to uh, mention and thank uh, one of our sponsors, Influence Health. Uh, You know, they've got a consumer experience platform that that covers several things. And correct me if I'm wrong, but we've, we've talked about content management systems on this podcast. Yeah, we did. What about CRMs? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we covered CRMs for sure. And then obviously each and every week we talk about digital marketing. So digital marketing systems, uh, you know,
3: in one way, shape or form have probably been covered, right? That's right. Digital marketing systems. And I would say that we even talk about it in a way of uh, that overall digital consumer experience. Well, there you go. I, you know, I would, I would recommend for anybody interested in one of
4: those topics uh, or anything else, they've also got some complimentary solutions on their website, but, but head over to their website, take a look at what they've got and what they're offering relative to CMS, CRM, digital marketing systems, kind of how all that is woven together in what they call their consumer
3: experience platform. Find your way over to influencehealth.com. As you may know, South by Southwest attracts a variety of different industries from the big players like Amazon, Google, etc., to even some of the smaller companies, the startups. But one thing that it also brings together are people that are dedicated to helping these other companies be more successful. This next interview that Reed has is with an industry that actually is sort of the back end infrastructure for all of the Data, and works with a variety of companies. But you may not have heard their name because, quite frankly, they're at the back end. And the name of their company is pretty mysterious. So give this interview a listen.
4: Here on the trade show floor, actually in front of the Shure booth with Zach G.Y.
6: Is that a shameless plug? Yeah. See if this microphone works? Yeah,
4: exactly. Or see if I can win something else this year. But... um, so you, you've been at South By for a number of years. You live here in Austin currently, That's right. but you have spent time in healthcare at the government level, and you can you can give everybody a little bit of a background, but government, provider side, vendor side, you've seen a little bit of everything.
6: All by accident. Worked for an EHR startup. We called them EMRs back then, Yeah. we sold that, ended up uh, here at Children's Hospital of Austin as a little CIO in a big, big pond, then went to Microsoft's Health Solutions Group, then this random weird change in trajectory, went to work for Governor Jindal in the state of Louisiana as his health IT coordinator for the state, and worked for President Obama as an innovation fellow on healthcare.gov, spent a little bit of time in private equity and landed back here in 2014 and launched MI7, our digital health startup here in Austin. Yeah, and so what are you guys working on right now? So we're focused on um, really the API layer, abstraction layer of uh, clinical data. We spent about 36, I guess it's more, 36-plus billion dollars at the federal government level over the last 8, 9, 10 years, I guess it was. And so we've got a bunch of data now. What do we do with it? How do we get to it? and there's a lot of innovative companies, I mean a lot here actually, who are trying to do interesting things with the data or need to interact with that data and we're focused on making that a fluid concept. Democratizing and commoditizing are the keywords that I use. If it's not cheap and if it's not you know easily accessible to anyone who needs to interact with clinical data then we're just going to be stuck doing the same status quo, top you know, 50 hospitals doing interesting things, but you know, everyone else is left out in the cold. How has that been received at this point? But what types of organizations do you work with? We're, we're a little bit unusual in that uh, we work in the vendor space, so we're we're B2B. The reason we called our company MI7 is because we want to be the secret agents of solving this problem. We're kind of never seen, you know, in the market or on the street per se. We always white label our stuff and uh, we're helping those, you know, big companies you know who are who are building cool solutions or needing to solve the problem. How do you get that data out? How do you push data back in to the health systems and physician practices at scale? So mm. these companies that have a thousand hospital clients or twenty thousand, there's 700,000 700, physician practices and hospitals, and most of them are physician practices, ancillary, ambulatory practices. Everybody thinks about like the top ten percent of the five thousand seven hundred hospitals out there that's nothing we're focused on the broad play and how do you you know interact with all of that that clinical data all of those medical records across the ecosystem that's awesome so what something like south by southwest what what does that do for that mission i mean what what does south by southwest do for you guys that's a really good question because i mean in healthcare, as you know there's a conference to go to every weekend if you want to i mean there really is and and as soon as you think that you're off for a weekend, something else pops up. I think of South by as the the place for serendipitous collisions, mm-hmm. um, and I know that Hugh says that a lot. Yeah. Uh, it was it was in in the book uh, where good ideas come from, um, and and so I think it's a uh, interesting buzzword, but it really is a different place. This isn't a healthcare conference, right, right. right? It's a, it's a and it's not really a conference. It's a festival where a lot of people come. Um, to do all sorts of stuff, listen to music, watch movies, and you know, talk about the latest and greatest technology. Yeah. So, you never know what you're going to find. Um, I come without expectation. Uh, I know, I know where um, my tribe is, um, and they've been coming. I think we started the healthcare track seven years ago around here, 2011 six years ago seven years ago yeah um and and it was tiny and you know nobody in healthcare understood why they would go to south by southwest except for to drink and listen to bands right um and it's just gained momentum and now there's a full tribe here in health and digital health and you know name it everybody from you know large insurers to uh the smallest digital health companies to large health systems and it's like you never know pharma. There's a and big pharma presence. The government? The government, yeah. <laughs> the can, we, can we keep them out? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, I think the influence of Dell Medical School has really driven um, some of the activity, so it's been good for South yeah. By, but I also think that South By is good for Dell Medical School. Sure,
4: yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Uh, it's an interesting place and it's an interesting, uh, Hugh and I were talking about this earlier, but just the, the ability to come here and not see health stuff. Right, so right. that's the whole point. It's not a healthcare conference, so you get to come see how other verticals do things, and I think that's a, a huge benefit.
6: That's so. right, and we're and we're in healthcare, we're 20 years behind. Like, everything is 20 years behind. Easily. A, okay, yep. 30. Okay, so I'm, be, I'm being generous. Um. This is a really great place, A, to get, you know, good ideas, but also to steal people from other industries. This cross-pollination. If you want to think about the, you know, kind of the idea or the definition of innovation, being, you know, getting someone from another field or from another industry to come over, and uh, and think about the problem that you're working on. That's something that I saw whenever I was an innovation fellow in the Obama administration. Mm. They were very conscious of that. They're they're doing that, and this administration is, you know, crazy. And non-political as we want to be, right? They're still doing that. Um, The Innovation Fellowship Program is that culmination of let's go get someone from outside of government and maybe even outside of healthcare if we're talking about healthcare-specific stuff and think differently. And uh, so I think the more we can cross-pollinate innovators from other sectors into our industry, the better, the faster, the more uh, creative our solutions are going to be, and maybe the faster we can drive this stuff.
4: That's awesome. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for spending a few minutes.
6: Absolutely, my yeah. pleasure.
3: Technology is impacting a variety of different ways that we're interacting and engaging with our customers. Now, if you follow Reed on social media, you may have checked out a really cool video he showed on his face on. Now, if you follow Reed on social media, you may have checked out some of the interesting posts that he's been doing on Instagram, particularly around virtual reality and their intersection with traditional communications. In this last interview of the show, Reed talks to the company that built one of the first VR brochures we've ever seen. Give it a listen.
4: Alright, I'm on the trade show floor with Layton. so tell, tell me where you're from, company name, that kind of thing. Sure thing.
3: I'm
7: from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yep. The company name is Blue Visual Effects, and yeah, my name's Layton Stanton.
4: Awesome. And so, uh, we met at the UPMC booth. They're doing some cool things in the booth. Tell me a little bit about what they're doing, kind of what your
7: company did is, sure. is a piece
4: of that. Sure.
7: So, we partnered with an ad agency in Pittsburgh called Smith Brothers who came to us and said, UPMC has a uh, major, you know, appearance this year at South by Southwest and they want to really blow out their booth. Um, So we got to come up with a cool way to show innovation and technology in their booth. And they knew that we uh, did work with augmented reality and they thought there might be some type of fit with that. And that's what we did. We augmented the booth in a number of different areas.
4: Yeah. So." It's neat, there's apps and you can see you know new hospitals that are being built kind of come to life on your phone or tablet and things like that. Very, very cool. And I, I took a little bit of video, we'll put in the show notes cool. and, and that kind of thing. But you said they're they're an early adopter, but you had an idea of like, you know, we, we see this kind of moving into health. You mentioned the the idea about flu or vaccines sure. or different things like sure. that. What do you really feel like the use case, What's the benefit of AR for, for hospitals, for example, or, or anybody in this space? Yes,
7: I think for augmented reality, you can take a print poster that you're trying to communicate a message, mm-hmm. and to be able to augment and have that poster come to life is very engaging. So just like if you had virtual reality, you put your goggles on, there's nothing yep. else happening around you. Mm-hmm. With the augmented reality, you're still living in your world But this super engaging experience is happening, communicating your message in whatever way you want. You can use graphics, you can use animation, you can use live action, whatever is appropriate to the target that you're trying to communicate with.
4: That's awesome. So it's just kind of that next evolution of how do we engage people? How do we get them a little stickiness with the brand? Exactly. uh, And things like that. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for taking a few minutes, man. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Awesome. Chris, good news. The healthcare industry now has its own domain name. Woot! Absolutely. Everybody knows that organizations have.org, .org, educationhas.edu. Well, now .health is available and quickly becoming the home for all
3: health-related content online. And listeners to our podcast can visit git.health touchpoint. Visit git.health touchpoint now. All right, well, we're coming to the end of um, a little bit shorter episode this week. That's probably because I don't have my co-host, Reed Smith, right next to me on the microphone so we can argue and maybe make some recommendations. But we really do appreciate sort of the man on the street reporting he's been doing from South by Southwest. Appreciate all the great interviews and all the great insights that people have given. And I'm sure that next week, Reed will be sharing more of some of the things that he's learned. We want to thank you all again for listening in and following along with us for this 58 episodes now that we've been doing the Touchpoint podcast. We really appreciate all the different interactions that we have with you as an audience. And be sure to take a moment to jump out to our website, touchpoint.health, and you can see about not only this podcast, but other podcasts that we're doing. And while you're at it, jump out to iTunes and be sure to rate and review us. For the Touchpoint podcast this week, this is Chris Boyer and he's Reed Smith. See you next week.